put me on the spot here. Okay. Um, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Joystick Junkies podcast. Uh, we were formerly known as Extraordinary Gaming, right? I think. I don't actually know. But yeah, because you keep... Did you type it right this time? Yes, you did. Okay. All right. So I'm Ryan or Release Radar on YouTube, and I have with me Caleb. And Kyle. Hey, this is Kyle, also known as Space Not Anywhere Else. <laughs> and Jeff. Hey, I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm known as, my name is Jeff. Caleb, did you forget to hit record? What was with that? Hold on. It's, my my mic isn't configured to OBS because, you know, why would it be <laughs> recording on OBS if we record everything on Audacity? It's okay. I was recording. Can we start the podcast at five, so it's appropriate for me to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's our intro. Now, man, it's fine. I'm no judgment here. <laughs> our first guest, and it's just all in shambles. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Joystick Junkies podcast, formerly known as the Extraordinary Gaming Online Podcast. I'm Ryan, or Release Radar, and here with me, I have Kyle. I'm Kyle, also known as Space Knot. Caleb. Hello, this is Caleb Boudreau, the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary life.online. And Jeff. Hey, my name is Jeff, also known as Jeff. All right, awesome. <laughs> and so uh, how about for the first thing we talk about today, just uh, we have Jeff talk a lot like about what he's doing and why he's the guest here. I don't really know what's going on. I just kind of got put on the spot. So, <laughs> I mean, so Jeff um, is an actor and owner of game stores, which yes. I am very frequent in of my words just escaped me there. That's not exactly how that works, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Also I'm a mechanic shop too. So that's why we went on like the car. So I have a mechanic shop and I have two video game stores. Uh, and then also, I'm just starting production company and film as well. So I'm just kind of like juggling a lot of things, you know, all at once. But, you know, just try to keep life interesting. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, appreciate you, you know, uh, your patronage at the game shop, playing trade, which is what it is. Isn't uh, it one of the last two in the country? So, yeah, yeah. So playing trade. Oh, man. Okay. So back in 2008. Uh, Plane Trade was actually uh, one of the fastest growing franchises in the country. Um, and at the time when I signed up, they were close to having 1,100 on a global scale. And I went to training for three weeks and I, I realized that they did not know what they were talking about at all. It was very obvious that they were money hungry. They didn't know anything about video games. They didn't know anything about their customer base. Uh, and so when I came back, I, I did what seemed like the best thing to do and ignore all of their emails, all of their phone calls and had absolutely nothing to do with them except for by name only. Um, and within the span of about seven years after that, they went from having over 1100 globally to uh, complete collapse. The entire corporation just imploded. And in fact, if you Google 
the corporate phone number for whatever reason, it gives you the phone number to my store in Lafayette, which I didn't do that, but it's kind of cool that that's how it wound up being. I think but, you can yeah. actually change that. Like, um, if, um, for instance, um, somebody tries calling and they're like, Hey, this is no longer the number this is Google will like immediately change it to whatever number works. Gotcha. I didn't know that. But yeah, we, I get people calling my shop from time to time. They're really pissed about various, you know, transactions that they've made years ago at playing trades and land, land far away, you know? And it's like, sorry, I got, I wish I could help you, but I've never seen you before. I don't know who you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. So isn't, isn't like that company uh, monkey gaming though, or is it still monkey gaming? So monkey gamer LLC, that's, that's how the IRS knows me. You know, gotcha. when the IRS there, cause there were a lot of playing trades, you know, there's 1100. So like in each one was a franchise. So the IRS just knows me as monkey gamer one, which is in the last, is the Lafayette location. And then monkey gamer two, which is the Karen Crow location. So if you ever work for the IRS and you see that, that's, that's my shops. <laughs> Sweet. Hmm. But yeah, I used to, I used to love uh, going there with my brother. Um, we would go like we have a a tradition usually on christmas like we give each other a limit and we buy each other like games from your shop oh dude thank you <laughs> <laughs> super appreciate that that's amazing yeah because you pretty you. much have everything from every uh generation for the most part or usually do yeah yeah i mean we try everything from atari all the way up to, to ps5 finally can get ps5s now jeez that's been like a rough two years but in the past, like, two, three months, I've been able to finally start getting them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, try to keep a little bit of everything in stock. And that's what's really weird. Have you guys been in, like, a GameStop lately? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually yeah. went to a GameStop about three weeks ago to buy a controller. There was one person working the floor and, like, one other customer in the shop. And it, it was just empty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's extremely bizarre how it's, like... Uh, almost less of a game store than just like a stuff store yeah like you walk in and they have like all the hats and all the socks and all the shirts and, and all the, the backpacks and the yeah i mean it's like it, it's like it's game related but it's like their 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 section of games i mean it's maybe 25 to a third percent of like the actual floor space mm -hmm. where it's like playing trade which i don't know if you guys will ever get a chance to come i know caleb has but like when you walk into it it is like wall wall games like, yeah like old everything. posters from like yeah, old advertisements yeah. they they even have the fallout 3 or they used to i don't know if they still it's been a while since no, i went to yeah, uh johnson street yeah. but uh the fallout 3 um power armor like stand up that they had That's in stores awesome. They still have that on display. Yeah, six feet tall. Like depending on the year, we'll give them. If it's Christmas, we'll give them like a little Santa hat. Or <laughs> if it's like, you know, Halloween, we'll give them like a Friday the Thirteenth, like you know, killer mask or something yeah. like that. So he's he's part of like the holiday decor. Oh, that's cool. Too. Yeah. No, yeah. the local hobby shop near me, they do that with their Gundam statue that they have. I think it's like oh. seven feet tall. Wow. Yeah, and it's all light up and everything. So this is not like a cardboard cutout statue. It's like no. a legitimate like statue. No, this is like actual statue. It's ridiculous. Well, I would say statue, but I think it's made out of the same plastic that standard Gundams are made out of. Sure. Have you guys, uh, 
little side segue here, but still game related. Uh, have you guys seen the life size Gundam that's been built in yes. Japan? Yeah, no. dude, it's massive, dude. It is under and it, it, it moves now. Like originally they had what? a statue that was like fixed, you know, fixed like the statue of Liberty, you know, it's just but it did have like lights and stuff. But now they have one that actually moves. Oh god. I just posted yes. a link. That's terrifying, podcast. actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually terrifying. It weighs fifty five thousand pounds. <laughs> what the cool. <laughs> what is so, I, mean, I guess it's cool, but for, okay, for lack of the anime news network <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna sound stupid here but what exactly is a gum uh, gundam like i'm I'm not big into like anime or like well, even jrpgs are kind of like out of my wheelhouse well, i can be corrected on this but okay. gundams are suits of armor almost kind of like the power armor from fallout except but... fifty-five thousand pounds and yeah, more than six feet tall. Imagine like Godzilla size. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's like um, yeah, yeah. It's as like an that. American, I look at Gundam and I think of like the Power Rangers when they would all like morph together in the giant <laughs> thing. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Um. And most people know them as just the plastic figurines that you build. I have one. I think it's either in storage or still at my parents' house. But it's a kit that you can buy and just build. Interesting. Yeah, but they have. I mean, there's a lot of Gundam games. Like a lot. I knew that much. Yeah, but I never understood. Uh, I think so. I know Gundam Evolution or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a first person um like not not open world, but it's like a um last standing Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. It's like Overwatch. Exactly. Yeah, I've played the SD Gundam Battle Alliance a couple times. It's got mixed reviews, but it's free to play. It is free to play. Those are the best kinds of games. I know um, From Software is working on um, a Gundam Dude. style of game. I can't remember. Uh, Armored Core. Armored Core. Dude. Armored Core. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you guys know about Armored Core? No. I, I remember you at one time had the actual setup, like the, the complicated controller and everything for sale in your Johnson Street shop. Okay. So no. that is Steel Battalion. That's Steel Battalion for the original Xbox, no. which is an entirely interesting conversation to itself if you guys aren't familiar with Steel Battalion. I know that game way too well. Okay. I've been wanting the controller. <laughs> it is a 40-button controller uh-huh. with pedals, and it has joysticks you know, to operate and turn. And uh, you, if you are a good pilot, you will wind up using almost every single button and every combat scenario. And this is my favorite thing about the game. You have an eject button that's covered with a case. You have to mm-hmm. flip the case and the eject button. If you're in battle and you do not inject, eject in time, your save data is erased. And you what? have to start over from the beginning. What? He casually yes. my dude, so it's like a roguelike? Dude, no, no, no. I mean it's it's got, got like campaign and everything, but like yeah. it's it's not a roguelike at all. This is like pre-roguelike. This is before this is original Xbox. You know, this okay. is like there's a full-blown campaign. And I mean there's a countdown, like when you're when you're you know, it counts down from like I think like five, uh yeah. five or three, but there's a countdown. But if you do Holy not cow, that's the time, controller. Yeah, dude. Look at look up the controller. Google Steel I, I Battalion controller. Of it. Holy and, uh, cow. 
Here, that would be cool. Reference like other games. Could you use it with other games too, like flight simulators and stuff? Unfortunately, uh, no, because it was it was very like specifically made for Steel mm. Battalion, which had a uh, well nowadays we'd call it DLC, but it had an expansion, you know, uh, another like standalone game for it. And then they went and they made a Steel Battalion game for um, the Xbox 360 Connect, which is absolute trash. Uh, <laughs> ah, dude, I remember how much. The Connect was hyped up with like the Connect Connectimals or whatever yeah. at like E3 <laughs> back in like 2007 or something when they had like the kid on stage playing with the cat. It was all fake. It was all staged. Like none of it. And then there was that like Connect kid that like lived inside of your Xbox or whatever. And oh, could, that like, was creepy. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh god. See, I didn't have that. I'm trying to remember the game that was on the PSP where you had to have the camera and you had the little cards and they popped up. I don't remember that one. Yeah. They have the Eye of Judgment, which was that was PS3. Hold on. PS, PSP? What game is that? Uh, I just look up PSP. Oh, Invisibles. Yeah, that's the first one that came up. Yeah. Invisible. What was it called? Invisibles. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the case for that, actually. So wait, that one you have to have a camera to play? Mm-hmm. You have to have a camera mounted on the PSP. And it uses cards, and I feel like Caleb has one. He just pulled it out. Oh, I remember oh, this. Fuck. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a core memory that's unlocking in my brain oh. right now. It's a running I, joke that anytime they mention a game, I'll just turn around and grab one of the mini right here. <clears throat> yeah, no, but this one you, very, very similar to like um, Pokemon or something like that, where you put down a card on your table and they appear out of just like thin air because it's AR. Okay, so that's AR before the 3DS like started yeah, making yeah. it yep. a thing. Interesting. Wow. It was. I did not. Stuff. Dude, I did not realize that that's what Invisible Invisibles was. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not. Now I think we actually have a copy in the shop, man. When I go in next, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick it up and not have any cards to play it with or a camera, <laughs> but just for the sake of like having it, you know. I they did really sell cool. it with the camera though. They had the option with it. Uh, okay. Jeff, we lost your camera, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had a, a call coming in. Oh no, no you're and, good. Uh, I just had to like decline it. Um. Uh. I yeah, figured it was something like I, that, but. Um. Jesus. Oh, they're trying to. I cannot talk right now, people. I'm sorry. Um. So I just, if you guys are cool, I'd like to like loop back to Armored Core for a minute because sure. Armored Core is is is. In a sense, sort of the 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 genesis of this company. So, uh, from from software, right? Like everyone knows them for their Souls games, which they actually started back with a game on the PS One called Kingsfield. Yeah, I've been trying uh, to which, find a copy so I can emulate it because I cannot find Kingsfield. A, yeah, because I cannot find a PS One. Yeah, it's very very hard to find Kingsfield One and Kingsfield Two, and it was. I mean, that was PS One. That was one of the earliest like first person. Uh, you know, free roaming, kind of like how like Elder Scrolls is now. You know, like it's yeah, the I'm first person. Right you have the sword, you have the magic. So that was one of the first ones to do it. But what's interesting is if you go back, if you if you play a lot of Dark Souls or any of the Souls games in general, and you go back and play the Kingsfield games, there's a lot of like enemies and almost like loose lore and items that have that they've kept since the PS1 era. Uh, but from there from kingsfield they transitioned to an ip called armored core which also started on ps1 and 
for racing game buffs will be able to appreciate this. So like you have Gran Turismo, you have Forza. And in those games, you can, you know, change everything down to like the tire pressure, you know, and like suspension and, you know, all that stuff. So Armored Core is the robot battle version of that where you, you can fine tune down to the tiniest detail of like how much weight you know, you have, which, you know, you have to switch out different kinds of legs. You get like tank treads or like a quad leg, but um, it had a pretty cool following. And then they released the Dark Souls, which after really, you know, they released Dark Souls. Everyone knows what happened with that. You know, it just yeah. kind of blew up. They created an entire genre. So, you know, everything's a souls like, you know, now. Um, so the reason this Armored Core is so exciting is because they're returning to their roots, you know. Like, they've made over 10 Armored Core games. But like you said, you guys have never, like, played it or heard of it. And it's actually, like, really interesting to see how it's going to be made now that they've, like, perfected this new Souls, uh, you know, open world storytelling. And how they're going to be able to bring that into the Armored Core series and world. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like, what they've learned over the past decade and how it's going to be implemented into, like, where they actually came from, you know. See, I would love. I was gonna say I would love to see them incorporate something like that steel battalion controller, like to just reimagine. That would be so cool. Like I'd buy it for for them going like their difficulty spikes as far as like Bloodborne and you know the Souls like games. It would be interesting to to be like, hey, like not tell anybody if you don't hit this eject button, everything's wiped. And just to get that first reaction of everyone just getting to the end, losing a battle, and just like you don't exist anymore. Days, <laughs> I think that would be. I mean, that would be. I think for for like people that have been gaming for a long time, it would be kind of cool and funny. But I think for a lot of like the younger generation, like they would have freaking gamer rage on a level. Oh yeah, because we <laughs> we come from like NES, SNES, Genesis. You know, you know, mm-hmm. Nintendo sixty four, where it's like in a lot of those games when you die it's expected you start over you know like that's not like alien to us yeah you know but like if they release that now <laughs> like you have, oh my dude like there'd be so many broken controllers tvs well just, i mean like, the permadeath <laughs> modes like yeah i mean the permadeath modes on the last of us are pretty popular so i mean wait, it would be, say that again the permadeath modes on the last of us oh. games those are pretty popular, oh, yeah. so I can see. Well, and maybe they can make it an option rather than just like a necessity. Yeah, that would be cool because a lot of people have been getting really into games like Stalker Gamma, and there's a mode for Stalker Gamma, which is a mod pack for Stalker Anomaly, which is a mod for the Stalker franchise. So it's like a mod <laughs> on top of a mod on top of a game. But and you can get this all completely free. But there's like um, Survivalist or whatever, where if you die, you you die you lose all your gear mm-hmm. and you can set up Tarkov. the game so you either respawn yeah. as another stalker in the zone or everything is wiped and you have to start over wow so people do like the rush of those permadeath modes where every single decision you make matters but at the same time like you know people who don't have a lot of time to game if they die and lose all their progress they might just be not very motivated to start over again Right, and then there's yeah. also kids who just don't have the attention span to start over again. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Speaking I of the, ki- the, oh, the beauty of like roguelites is because it kind of helps the people that don't have time to invest, you know, in a lot of games because like you play and you know you're gonna die, but you know when you come back and play again, you be able to get a little bit further. Yeah, you know, 
Um, but speaking of like kids and gaming, um, did you see Epic was fined yet again? What? No. Again? Epic was fined for <laughs> the second time for their though. predatory practices with microtransactions On in Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, I mean, a couple days ago, I, I, actually. What? Did they not learn from the... I guess they didn't learn from the first time. Um, let's see. Because yeah, they paid $520 million in penalties in December of 2022. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they hey, can just it, take that, though. Well, like, they're fine. This one, this one, as of four days ago, the second one is $245 million. Where does this money go? Who gets this money? Uh, it's, it's to the FTC. Uh, it's going to the FTC <laughs> to provide um, refunds for everyone. No, because here's the thing. They were fined $245 million to begin with in 2022 mm-hmm. and then they jumped yeah. it to 520 million no it's originally 275 then it yeah, jumped to 520 now it's 245 again so <laughs> they already paid 520 million now they're paying oh, another an additional 245 million on top of that so they're <laughs> getting into the billion dollar range for predatory practices because they're just letting kids without an authorization from their parents just rack up Tons of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. When was this? So, I mean, what's 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 the prevent kids from doing? Because I mean, games that's available in like I mean, pretty much any game, really. You know, like yeah. you just w- want to buy more coins or buy more V bucks or buy you know whatever the equivalent of V bucks is for literally any game out there. Mm-hmm. Like, is 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 Fortnite just being targeted because the player base is so large? Because so, I mean, it's not like I think they're being charged because like okay, if you buy like an expansion or a content pack or funds on steam you have to Mm -hmm. put in the last three uh your your security code on the back of your debit or credit card every single time you purchase from steam with fortnite Mm -hmm. you want to purchase it awesome press this button right here and we'll charge you right away and kids don't have a concept for like how much a dollar is right kids don't understand that this is money they just want to buy the skin they they didn't earn the money so they don't understand the value of Mm -hmm. the dollar right yeah so they just buy 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 and then fortnite also has like flashy colors and you get like it plays good sounds every single time you buy something and there's all this like audio and visual cues that's like dopamine directly to the kids brains whenever they open a new skin pack or whatever like it's designed to be addictive for kids i don't want to talk about how much money i've spent on video games well, so I mean, look how much of your games. own money, though. You're an adult, right? That so. is true. <laughs> just look behind me. Just imagine. No, I'm talking about for like a single game, Caleb. Not a collection. What, 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 what a is the game one. that you've put the most money into? I'm curious. Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, you're a Star Citizen player. I think they both are. Joysticks and everything. Him and his roommate are. I, I have the game. They got me to buy uh, it. Here, let me just load up. The website real quick and i'll give you a actually i want i want you to guess how much i've spent okay <laughs> i'm kind of scared how, how long have you been playing how long have you been uh, playing since 2017 2017 so we got six years in i'm gonna guess 2500 if depending how hard how hard into it you are <laughs> um <laughs> i don't like that sound either ryan <laughs> You know, our friend Jake sent me the number of uh, how much for him the game is (laughs) Lee. 
So he, Jacob, our friend Jacob has spent four thousand nine hundred twenty dollars and sixty five cents on League. He sent me the screenshot of the actual like for a free dollar. game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for a free yeah, game. but he was really <laughs> into it. And ironically enough, now he's really into Fortnite and he's buying skins for Fortnite. Now. Yep, he's been playing Fortnite. <laughs> okay, I think he has an addictive personality. And an impulsive well, we personality. Alcohol collection. I mean, consumption. I <laughs> he, he's not an alcoholic anymore. Uh, That's what an alcoholic would say. <laughs> something else. Something greater. Yeah, but so for me, I think the game that I've spent the most on might be Overwatch because I was really into that game for quite a while, and I did mm-hmm. buy the loot boxes and stuff. But I, I don't think I spent over five hundred dollars on it though. But that's still the most I've ever spent like on a game. I think I've spent like 500 bucks on Modern Warfare 2. Okay. I just buy the battle passes. So I bought the Why game. That mu- oh, bought you buy all the skins. Passes. Yeah, I buy some skins. <laughs> Plus, every time I'm like, oh, hey, I got paid. Let me go throw, you know, like 50 bucks at it so I have coins for whenever a new skin comes out. And I go, oh, man, I wish I had that extra 100 coins. Yeah, too bad those so skins I go spend more money. over, though. <laughs> yeah, when the See, next COD comes out, all yeah, those skins are yeah. null and void. Yep. Can't bring them with you. My most, ex- <laughs> the most I've ever put into a game was God of War Ragnarok, and literally that's that's just the collector's edition. Is that the? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, is that the collector's edition chilling right there? Yeah, he's got yeah, a lot of collectors. There. So I have. How much was that collector's edition? We I wasn't able to get any for. The I want to say that one was two hundred, like one ninety nine. That's not too bad because I've seen. No. I mean, they've been getting kind of outrageous, man. They're like oh, hitting yeah. the three, like three fifty. I wonder what the most expensive collector's edition of any game is. Saints Row Four or Saints Row the Third? Um, I know it sounds weird. Um, I mean, did it come same- with a giant purple dildo? Because no. I know that was a weapon. <laughs> so it didn't. Uh, here, it was a million dollars. Oh yeah, uh, it, it was. was Saints Row Four Wad oh, Wad Edition. It includes a Lamborghini, uh, the Commander-in-Chief Edition, one Virgin Galactic Space Flight, one full-size replica dubstep gun, a much larger version of the one that ships with the Wub-Wub Edition, one hostage rescue experience, free plastic surgery, well, not free, you're spending a million dollars, spy training day, a personal shopper, a capsule wardrobe, Seven nights at the top royal suite at the Burj Al Arab in Dubai. A week-long stay for two at the Jefferson Hotel in Washington, D.C. First-class flights for the trip to Dubai and Washington, D.C. A Lamborghini Gallardo, one Toyota Prius, and one year's <laughs> worth of insurance. Oh, so let's, let's give them another fucking car, dude. And, and like, a year's supercar <laughs> membership. Did anyone buy that? Like, did no. you see if someone bought it? There was I only one that's, available. But also, no. that's not really a collector's like edition, that, though. Because it's selling experiences, though. It's like, <laughs> you get one day of spy training. You can't keep the day of spy training on your shelf, right? So, like, a lot of gamers probably saw that, A, that's a million dollars, and B, you can't really collect experiences, right? So, right. it's not really collectible i cannot believe yeah, I I'm mean, sorry, but did, did we, the, the like, are we able no. to verify if someone got it or not as of as of now um no one has been no one has come forward or the publisher hasn't come forward saying hey somebody bought it but no 
Oh my There was only Did, one. See, I was thinking like, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins Collection Edition was expensive at $800. <laughs> million dollars, dude. What? And what does it come million. with? A statue. It's 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 an $800 statue and a, and a sticker book. Well, I remember <laughs> when I was still working at GameStop, the um, Darksiders 4? Or Darksiders 3? No, it was Darksiders 4. Genesis? Um, maybe? The one with all of them? No. Oh, um... Maybe it was. Which one? So three is the one where you play as Fury. She has the whip. Yeah, it was there's three, never then. technically a four, but Genesis is where you played as War and um, ah shit, the guy with the gun, and it has so, like a Diablo style perspective. So it is three. Um, okay. The collector's edition was like four hundred dollars, but it came with um a statue for all four of the horsemen of the apocalypse oh wow so like um you have um you have death which is 10 inches tall war which is 10 inches tall fury which is 11 and volgrim which is 10 inches you also get a wall scroll steel book art book the game <laughs> um soundtrack a huge box and an amulet but i think you it say volgrim yes. was it not strife that's kind of weird uh not strife but it was volgrim i don't know why that one maybe he was in, in like important to the story for some reason i don't know i didn't play any of the dark siders games oh man dude they're fantastic like they well the first two at least like they it's legend of zelda had a baby with god of war and that is well see i didn't really uh i'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this i didn't really like the original gods of war they were too hack and slash for me like these um the remake and or the reboot basically and uh ragnarok they the weapons and the attacks felt like they had weight to them it wasn't just like you you swing swords through somebody until their life bar goes down you know so I wasn't so, really a huge fan of the original three or five. I, I was looking around at some of the collector's editions just on a whim and uh, Dying Light won $250,000. I forgot about that one. It came with a zombie-proof shelter, your face in the game, parkour lessons, a full-size statue. Uh, I think it came with four copies of the game, two pairs of headphones, and the best part, night vision goggles and adult diapers. <laughs> there's no prius i don't want it yeah no, you get a house <laughs> so you can buy that uh saints row uh super wub dub edition on amazon by the way but it's only 84 dollars. no it just comes with the actual collectible stuff so there's no. wub wub and then there's wad 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 was the million dollars. Uh, yeah okay wub wub is it sounds like we're talking about wub wubs on amazon man <laughs> like yeah no, I was like, God. adult diapers, what for? For nighttime adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I Wasn't swear that's Call of Duty collector's edition that came with night vision goggles? Uh, that yeah, was the... those were ghosts, actually. No, yeah. ghost was a camera. Uh, the oh, night vision goggles was Modern Warfare remake. remake. It... Okay. okay. You, are, you are right. Ghost was It's not Modern Warfare 2019. It's like Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah. Okay. No, 2019. 
It was it's like the dark games, edition. man. I'm losing count. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, if I remember correctly, um, me and my brother actually bought that collector's edition from Play and Trade. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, because we were. I was like, man, I really want this camera. Like, I could do this with it. I could do this with it. And it's like, I mean, I'm not gonna do anything with it. And I still, I have no idea where it's at now. Call of Duty was that for the Ghost? Call of Duty Ghost? Is that the one? Yeah, it uh, came with a helmet cam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black Ops Prestige Edition came with an actual RCXD. Oh, yep. I assume with no the explosives, dirt three, right? Well, I mean, duh. yeah, it does not come with an explosive. <laughs> yeah, that, right? <laughs> I'm sure the ATF would have loved that. <laughs> Somewhere I have my Forbidden West Collector's Edition. I think it's uh, still in storage because I don't have a display for it. I want to get one of those. Aren't there like tall neck Lego sets or something yep. like that? Yeah, I yeah. really want to get one. Yeah, there, there's a tall neck so cool. Lego set. I didn't so, get all of my collector's stuff from my storage unit. I'm glad we brought up collector's edition. I don't know how we got to that. But um, so I actually wanted to uh, ask Jeff. Um, so the whole Resident Evil 4 collector's edition debacle with <laughs> GameStop. So I did find out people are still getting them, which means they did oversell and then just started canceling everyone's that they oversold to. How does that usually work? Like, how do you acquire things for a game store? So, I, I mean, we, we have a vendor, you know, and the, like early on out, they'll they'll send us a um, almost like a request form of like, how many people are going to get this? And the reason GameStop is always asking, like, if you want to pre-order something and blah, 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 is because they want hard numbers. Like, the vendors want hard numbers. Yeah. So they can tell you if they're going to have enough in stock or not. And I think just for Resident Evil, I mean, it was such an iconic game, you know, for the time. And then mm-hmm. the fact that it's being remade. Uh, and I mean, dude, in the original Resident Evil Collector's Edition with the chainsaw controller, like that yeah. was yeah, super cool. Uh, but, you know, they're bringing RE4 back. So everyone is excited, you know, especially with how well they've done Resident Evil 3 and 2 and, uh, you know, with the improvements that they made with like 7. And um, so... I think what happened is they just, it was just very easy to, to oversell something like that, because that's something that a lot of people compared to most collector's editions. That's something that a lot of people are going to want. And, you know, they only make so many and they usually uh, like under, you know, they usually make less than pre-orders are made uh, Mm -hmm. because a lot of pre-orders don't get fulfilled. And those, those things are expensive to make, man. And like, there's not a lot of profit. There's not a lot of profit margins on them. This is something people don't actually know. A lot of people don't know this. So the profit margins when it comes to games. All right. Um, I I will spend, so a lot of games now, they sell for $69.99. That's like the new, you know, PS5 Series X. Uh, I will pay $61 before shipping to get a game that I can sell for $69, which means I make seven, eight bucks if someone pays in cash. You know, if they pay in like credit card, then it's like, you know, the credit cards take the percentage out of that. If they pay in store credit, then it's like, you know, we're just paying however that that's like a weird, you know, math thing right there. But um, when it comes to the collector's editions, it's the same, you know, so these stores will spend, you know, if there's a $250 collector's edition, they're going to ask me, you know, $235 to sell it for $249. So it's like I make 15 bucks. 
you know so that's another yeah. reason that there's not a whole lot of like collector's editions that they don't make them in mass because it's like you have so much money tied up mm-hmm. just hoping that this very expensive thing will sell to make 20 15 dollars see you know? i know i know they extremely over ordered um the god of war ps4 uh mm-hmm. collector's edition because mm-hmm. at one point they were actually selling for 60 bucks um like the the price like it was still like it was 40 bucks for the regular 60 bucks for the collector's edition and we sold our last one at uh in our in the sulfur location whenever i was the manager there or assistant manager and then right after we sold that i was like okay cool you know i wanted it but oh well and then not even a week later they sent three we sold through those. They sent an additional oh, two. Huh? Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you're, you're selling done. them? Hell yeah! Let's go. <laughs> let's let's clear these out of the warehouse, man." Yeah, but... dude, and they just sit around. And it's like if if, they, if, they, if they're not sold within the first two weeks, you know, they're not gonna move unless there's like a huge price cut on them. Yeah, like the you Callisto know? Protocol <clears throat> Collector's Edition. I want it, but it's a hundred and ninety dollars, and it doesn't come with a copy of the game. And the game also Wait, sucks. What? It does not come with the. Co- it's just this. It's it's a steel book, a uh, statue, and like a couple of in-game things. But you don't get the game with it. Hmm. They could have. They couldn't have just put in like a code in no, there. That was too much. <laughs> so I mean, funny, though. this is like also. I, oh, you can go, Kyle. It's like when I went to go get the Forbidden West one. I walked in. They had the sticker that showed the list price of it, and when they rang it up, it was ninety dollars cheaper okay so i was yes, like please here you go here's cash i was expecting to use my <laughs> card and i got the statue i got the steel case and everyone that griped about not coming with a game i got a code well uh, it's for two different generations of consoles but it was 90 dollars off you. because Fuck they you, couldn't get rid of it mm-hmm. they just could not get rid of it no one wanted it now it's not the edition that i wanted but yeah still a collector's edition Ryan gives me shit about having the uh, the God of War one because it came with a code and a steel book. Well, yeah. Okay, I, I don't give... I think you should have the option <laughs> to get it with the disc is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. They yeah. could have provided the option, right? Because like, if you have a PS4 and you plan on but getting that's a an PS5 and you don't, wanna, you don't want to uh, like buy the game again for PS5, right? The code that's transferable from 4 to 5 makes sense. But there's no disc, which means your collector's edition has no way of preserving the game unless you just buy the game. Correct. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's one additional skew to keep on your shelf. One additional skew to keep. That could be an online order um, thing. They, I'm just saying, Sony's yeah, got maybe. the money. Sony could do it. I mean, Big they company. didn't have the money for Activision. So. <laughs> Did you guys see, like, this kind of goes, coincides with the whole code thing. Did you see the patent that Microsoft filed uh, maybe like a month or two ago about no. turning their... Okay, so they're working out a way um, that if you have a physical disc, that the game itself will then be uploaded to the cloud for you, so you don't have to carry your discs with you anymore. Like, literally, your physical become digital. See, I can respect that. I can respect that if and only if it doesn't deactivate the disc whenever you activate that. Oh, dude, I didn't think about that. Because if they deactivate yeah. the disk and then they shut down the servers or they they like 
you broke this terms of service. Now you can't play this game. And it's like, haha, I have the disc, put it in, and it's like wiped. Or even then... resell. Like, you can't resell the game at that point. Yeah. Right. Oh it, my gosh. It 100%. Remember whenever Xbox One launched, how they were like, you know, <laughs> always you, on DRM for every DRM game. Mode. Yeah, for every single <laughs> game. And then Sony's <laughs> like, this is how you trade games on PlayStation, and two guys just can't <laughs> each other. <laughs> <laughs> if this becomes them making that a reality oh that's just remember well so the difference between 2013 era gaming and 2023 era gaming is that digital games have just become the norm like my computer is my primary way i play games i don't have a disc drive in my pc mm-hmm. i have the ps5 digital edition and then i have a steam deck and an xbox series s so i don't have a in single here. console except for my 360 which still works that takes discs so like Hey, remember, the Nintendo Switch still has physical games. That's true, but they're little cartridges. I also yeah. sold my Switch. But that's also classified it. as last-gen technology anyways. Aren't you excited about paying $70 for Breath of the Wild 1.5? Tears of the Kingdom, same I'm map. Get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you, it's the same map? So they added like a sky part to it, but I'm like 80% sure it's the same like ground map as Breath of the Wild. Whoa! I just got heard about charging seventy dollars for a Switch game. I just cannot believe. No, not a Switch game, a Wii U game. Okay, (laughs) Tears of the Kingdom is not going to be on Wii U. Breath of the Wild was. Tears of the Kingdom won't because I, I played uh, Breath of the Wild on a different platform using a Wii U emulator. So, I mean. Hmm. Because it's more stable than the Switch one, so. But you own. You better a copy not say. Of the I, I own a copy. I was about of the to say you better Nintendo. not say that too loud. Nintendo might. I own see a copy you. of the game. It's it's completely legal. I do <laughs> kind of want to buy a Wii. I've had the itch to play like Wii Sports oh. again. <laughs> it hasn't aged well. I have it hasn't. Hasn't. <laughs> I have but very okay. like fond <laughs> memories of my childhood playing like Wii bowling with my family in the living room. Like that was fun. Caleb just has this on his shelf. Yeah, mine's just sitting right there. <laughs> I have yeah, two I actually. One sitting right there, the other's in my bedroom. But uh yeah, Do you ever use like, it from time to time. And I use it more as a GameCube though. But like Jeff said, it, it yes. did not it did not age well. Every family had at least two of them. Yeah. <laughs> like the Wii really that's one thing Nintendo's always been really good at. It's just having a console for like the non hardcore gamer crowd, like the Wii casual like my grandparents had a Wii for crying out mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and then the switch kids perfect i mean the switch light comes in like 17 different colors that's perfect for like marketing we to kids every last kid time get, i was on the podcast yeah every kid can get their own like colors <laughs> switch light or whatever right but i don't know i just think circling back to physical games like i don't the last physical game that i ever bought that i remember buying like vividly and I went to a GameStop midnight release for this, and there was actually a line as well. It was, I think, Borderlands the pre-sequel. Oh, wow. It's been a minute. Yeah. That was Mine? the last physical game Mine was Hogwarts purchased? Legacy. I yeah. Because I don't have any digital, or I don't have any, like, disc consoles anymore. So right. I just don't need to. I think mine was Mafia 3 for the PC. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> thick, talk about a thick case. <laughs> See, okay, How so many we have was GTA Five on PC Seven, <laughs> like seven discs. So we have Ryan and Kyle here that are just like all digital, and me and Jeff are like the physical. All like, physical. Yeah, yeah. My my game collection looks a lot like yours, minus the Red Dead 
Uh, well, and the collectors, you know, I don't have any of the collector stuff, but I mean, it's just, it's a wall of games, you know, see, just all generations. I love having the Red Dead because it constantly looks like somebody wants to kill me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it keeps got... me on my toes. <laughs> so, for me, I started gaming with the Xbox 360. So, I still have my Xbox 360 and my Xbox 360 mm-hmm. games. So, yeah. like, I still have my physical games that I own. So, how do you feel about the concept of not actually owning your digital games? Like, so, I mean, not I'm not a concept, fan of it. It's kind of what it is, you know, because, yeah. like, for example, the, the, okay, so Nintendo's going to be dropping the 3DS, you know, online support store at this, I think this month, actually, at the end of this yeah. month. Um, so, if anything happens to your 3DS, you can't re download those games you own, you know, yeah. but it's like they're, they're lost to the ether now. And that's something that I try to edu- educate my customers to, you know, when they try to go to the all digitals. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, you 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 own the game, sort of, but it's more of like you have a lease until you don't. You, you know? have the right to play the game unless you like violate the terms of service, and they can just take that right for you to play. Or the until game they away. shut down whatever you know service that they use for you to purchase it. Like if you have a hard, if your hard drive gets corrupted, dude, I oh my gosh, we deal with yeah. so many hard drive corruptions or like I hate to say this, but like roaches, like roaches love mm-hmm. PS4s, <sighs> and then they will just fry them, and it's like. You know, if they're able to, interesting. Like, I was save their data to the cloud, they're fine. But if they aren't able to save it to the cloud, I hear the story. They have to start all of these games over from scratch. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I've I've witnessed so like the turning point in so many children's lives of seeing them realize, like in their eyes, like everything that they've been putting like their time into is back at zero. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, because they didn't say it to the cloud or, but anyway, I mean, this kind of expands to just the, the, the whole digital realm. It's like, yeah, you, you, you paid for it, but like once it's gone, it, it's gone, you know? So, and, see, that's yeah, why I, whenever me, I buy a game on PC, I look at steam and then I look at GOG. If it's on GOG, I'll buy it on GOG first mm-hmm. okay, because I can save it to my server whenever I didn't break a fan. And then... <laughs> Um, I still don't know how that vacuum got underneath the rack. Um, <laughs> but if I ever need to update it, sure, I can go to the server or go like log into GOG, download the updated files, but it is DRM free. So the entire disk image basically saves to the server. And then I just copy it over to either this or my laptop, start it up, and it's good to go. Yeah. Cool. Like I have a controversial take when it comes to like digital media. Well, like most of your takes on this podcast are controversial here, Ryan. That's, so that's true. So <laughs> I guess well, my take Damn. is I see gaming becoming like what happened with music and what happened with movies, where you just stream it. Oh yeah. No. And like we are one hundred percent now. I don't put your head I don't agree. I want you to hear this kid. I don't <laughs> agree with that, but all signs are pointing to that's what gaming wants to do. But the difference between gaming and listening to a song or listening to, or like a, watching a movie or whatever, if there's a two, three second delay between what you're seeing and what the server's like receiving, that's no big deal. Because if you're watching it, even if it, there is a delay, you're still watching it in real time. But with a game, you have to press a button and that button mm-hmm. has to send that input to a server. And if there is a delay with the stream, then you'll notice the delay when you try to jump and you mm-hmm. sit there and you wait for five seconds. Yeah. So it's just... See, that's why I like Stadia's uh, concept with their controller. 
the con the, the, the controller yeah right controller <laughs> didn't connect bluetooth to whatever device you were streaming it off of it connected to wi-fi directly so that it connected to the servers directly so it cut out that middleman so Isn't all there your a video of somebody playing stadia and they jumped and it took like i don't know 15 seconds in destiny 2 for the character to actually like jump. Yeah. wow <laughs> yeah. i did not see that one yeah and well also with physical games it's just you have to think about a lot of people don't have stable internet connections or they have internet caps right and so what happens to those people who have internet caps when they want to play games but then you stream all the information and you know you have a, a weekend off but you can't play your games because you're going to hit your data cap right I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take what you said and I'm gonna kind of add to it like an angle that maybe like you may have thought of but maybe not I don't know so I, I think it's always gonna be divisive like you like you like you guys are digital only and Caleb and I mm -hmm. you know we're we're mostly physical I think it and it's kind of already happened that there's a divide and I think it's gonna be two groups going forward for a very very long time and um, I think because in the case of music and movies it's a passive media mm -hmm. you know. There's no interaction other than just getting it going. Whereas like games, it's something that you actually play and by extension is kind of a toy, you know? And also like you have to buy, you know, controllers, you know, you have to buy headsets, you have to buy the console. So you have reasons that are constantly going to be sending you back to a game store. Whereas it's, you know, with like movies and stuff, it's until they come up with a console that never ever will be replaced. You know, like it's like yeah. it's the console that will yeah. just be self-dating, you know, in perpetuity. There will always be a reason to go back into a game store if at least if you're a console gamer. See, I remember when I remember when <laughs> um, Xbox announced it's uh, all digital one S not series yeah. S, but one S. I remember that. GameStop corporate lost their shit like they were pissed off at microsoft they felt betrayed like i remember seeing the internal emails and memos like we're not selling this don't even talk about it like oh they were furious and i'm like i don't see the issue here you still have to come in the store to buy it you still have to come to buy a code if you don't link your if you don't want to link your debit card you still have to get controllers you still have to get headsets you still have to get your cables you still have to get all of these different things you're still getting profit from this maybe but not as much as, as a used game but you're still getting people in the store that you can pitch your socks that you insist we sell your collectibles your figurines your everything you can still have all of those pitched but like it's still revenue for the store at the end of the day it is, yeah. but it's not the the reason they freaked out and is very understandable. I mean, like we were talking about going inside a GameStop earlier, right? Like yeah. when you go in, it's less of a game store and more of a stuff store, and that is like a direct result of things going digital because the uh, okay every game that came out and was released new for a AAA title had an expectation with with its trade in value and resale value, and on average paid for itself eight times over eight times over per game per disc of a triple a title so when you're removing that stream of revenue you know when you're cutting that much out like that's a really scary thing and you have to kind of get creative you know to, to exist which for me fortunately is 
we just stay retro. You know, I don't know yeah. why GameStop hasn't done that. I mean, they kind of have, like a little bit. They have some retro stuff, but not like, in stores anymore. It's only online. They it's pulled only everything yeah, see, out of the stores. It, so oh, stores lately have become mini warehouses. They sell mm-hmm. more online that have to be shipped out of the store mm-hmm. than they do in store. Like you still have some people going into pre-order because they want to pay off their game over time, but they don't like. Unless you're like, unless you have kids and you just want to keep them occupied for a little while, sure, let's go in the GameStop, find you a game, you know, whatever. But it's it's mostly just you're a warehouse person. So it, they started that transition as I was pushed out. The smart thing for them to do, and this is what I do. So like, I also freaked out, and I I refuse to sell discless version of consoles, um, new. You know, for the you, we'll take them on trade, but I'll take them on trade, you know, make sure they're good, clean them, format them. And then I'll put them on eBay and sell them in Canada to get them out of the city and to get them out of the state, you know, and that way it, it keeps it. So we have more of a disc based society. God, that sounds terrible, but like it makes it so <laughs> more physical yeah. media society. You're you pushing know. your agenda on us, Jeff. This is like literally how, you know, I employ like 20 people, you know, and it, it's, it's like, that's to keep the, you keep it so they can have their jobs that they like the jobs. Like, that's what we have to do. It's like, we got, I have to protect the shops. How do I do that? I'll buy the digital stuff, but then I get, I send it far, far away, you know, so we don't have to worry about circulating in the city. That reminds me of something that you sold me. Uh-oh. Um, Speaking of sold, you got a <laughs> PS2 for sale. I've been looking for a PS2 slim. Yeah, I got a hundred dollars cash <laughs> and one. It's got a hundred dollars. It's a it's a strategy guide, but it's hey. for Batman Arkham Knight. <clears throat> Fun fact Damn. about the 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 print. Okay, so this is from Brady Games. Before I show you the spine, this is for Grand Theft Auto Four. You see, they were able to fit. Oh God, I don't know if you'll be able to. That's not no with that camera, camera quality. Here we go. Okay, so they were able to fit the whole title on the spine right here. <laughs> on Batman Arkham Knight, <laughs> I know. Oh, I no. know. They did everything but the eye. It's Arkham. Knight. There's no eye. They just took the eye out. <laughs> they have the room for it. They have the room. They just. And as soon as uh, you had two of them, and me and my brother both saw one, we looked at each other, busted out laughing, and had to get it. We're like, "This this is so stupid." <laughs> I wonder if they ever printed any with the correct spelling. You know, I have like no if that clue. was like a first print edition, and they're like, "Oh man, we spell really bad." And then like we did like a second. <laughs> at that point, though, like how how much is it in damage control to just like eh, eh, just just leave it. We can't print. I wonder anymore. how many people like, actually notice. I mean, though, right? If yeah. you left the K off, that would make sense. But the I, <laughs> right? <laughs> it would still be Arkham Knight, not Arkham like Knight, but it would be Arkham Knight. <laughs> Is Brady uh, even still around? Did they? Did no. They uh, Brady and Prima both uh, shut down. Um, they have been replaced by Dark Horse. Does some now? Oh, okay. Uh, Dark Horse. Wow. And Future Press is another new one. Um, Elden Ring Strategy Guide. 
Part one of two. Big strategy guy, good lord. Part part one of two, by the way. The second one hasn't released yet. (laughs) So the first one is just like maps and uh, characters and stuff like that. The second one's weapons, spells, potions. Um, This one's like dungeons and stuff like that. The other one has like bosses and how to beat them, their weaknesses, you know, shit like that. (sighs) Okay. So I think they did fix it. The spelling, because I'm looking at two different images here uh, for listings, and I see that one has the eye, and the other one just blatantly doesn't have it. <laughs> it's so they like fixed one it is eventually. More than the other? Probably. Caleb, you have the rare. Expensive. I, that's what it sounds like. It sells for $5 more. <laughs> Yeah, because everybody just goes online. Like, me and my dad are the only ones that still use strategy guides. Um, They're cool. It, I, I love enjoy them. Cracking, them, cracking them open <clears throat> and, like, just kind of, like, living in the past, you know? Well, because, like, okay, so right here I have Fallout 4 and 76. Obviously, 76 is an online games-as-a-service game. It is most likely. Huh? The Fallout 76 bag fiasco. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the way that they're written... It's one of my favorite parts. So it's called the Vault Dweller Survival Guide. It is written as if you were actually walking out of the vault for the first time and you're in the universe. So like, um, like the very beginning of it, it has the, a passive contract. The act of reading this document is a nonverbal agreement between all vault dwelling parties and vault tech industries stating that vault tech is not liable for any damages, injuries, or mental anguish inflicted during or after the perusal of the vault dwellers survival guide. That's pretty cool. So like you you don't get that in like online forums, Mm -hmm. you know? So that that was was my favorite part. What was the bag thing you were talking about with the Fallout 76 fiasco? Ayla, you you seem like you have things to say about this. <laughs> so I was still at GameStop whenever this happened, and <laughs> we opened the box before it released, like before it was public and like people had actually seen them. So whenever they sold, I don't know if you guys can still hear me. Um, whenever they yeah. sold the original concept for the um for the collector's edition, it came with a um power armor helmet mm-hmm. and a canvas bag that was the original concept that they sold oh now it's coming back no, going, they and they changed the canvas to nylon without telling people and Isn't that also after orders went live as well yes so they but that's what i'm saying they still sold it as being canvas and before shipping they were like, oh, by the way, this is what you're getting. And, and it then was terrible. It was, oh, it was horrible. Like thin, thin, thin nylon too. Not like, um, Not it's like something that you would get from like, you go to a community college and you get their little backpacks, you know, their little <laughs> back sacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it was that thin nylon. And then the helmets came with mold in them. So if you would, yeah, and they were meant to be worn like in cosplay situations and they came with mold in them. I didn't hear about the plastic. Oh yeah. It was bad. So it doesn't stop there either. So, um, and then Ryan, I'm going to get to the story that you asked me about, uh, earlier. So 
Um, they also sold a beer. Oh, um, I heard about this. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it's called. I'm going to find it. Um, Wait, with so it was actually here we go maybe it's still in the bethesda official store basically they sold um a drink as if you were actually there it was either beer or it might have um, been nuka-cola no it wasn't nuka-cola um <clears throat> and whenever they sold it it was like it wasn't properly sealed so like some of it had spoiled by the time it reached customers oh that's so I'm gross reading about it right now what is it called i'm trying uh, to find it's it it's just are you talking about the fallout beer yeah like, but there was like an beer? actual beer they sold in real life not like the in-game beer item yeah um so i'm trying to figure out what it's actually called um I'm just seeing it as uh, Fallout 4 beer. Yeah, I just looked up Fallout 76 beer controversy. And so, yeah, it was uh, Dark something? Nuka Rum. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And they were like plastic bottles and they weren't sealed properly. So they were sold as being glass. Once and again. Plastic. And they, they sent out plastic. Um, for the grand total of eighty dollars, a bottle. Um, it was a called bottle. a bottle. Eighty dollars for a bottle of beer. It was oh called God. Nuka Dark, and it was rum. Um, let's see. And there were people who recorded themselves like drinking it, and from what I hear, it was like god awful. Dude, it almost sounds like between the nylon bag and the plastic, you know, it's supposed to be glass bottles, plastic. It's like they, it's like they made the collector's edition off of Wish. You know, it's like <laughs> they just scrambled and they're like, okay, how do we, well, we're like, selling way so, too many. How do we <laughs> make this work? <laughs> Bethesda has another game coming out. And the last game that this studio worked on was Fallout 76 and Starfield is coming out on September, uh, I think September 6th of this year. Is there gonna be a collector's edition? And if so, will it sell after the the bag and the drink fiasco? <laughs> like right, like apparently it tasted like coconut and caramel, which for eighty dollars for eighty dollars got you sick on top of that. Yeah, yeah and wasn't sealed properly. <laughs> like just horrible. God. And then I hope they, they sold their like collector's oh, edition team since dark. Fallout seventy six. So. Then they were like, okay, look, I get it. We understand. Maybe, what if we do it this way? So they sold um, a Pip-Boy because everyone loved um, the Pip-Boy collector's edition that. from Fallout 4. <laughs> so they were like, look, we know you didn't like all of the other things from Fallout 76. How about we do this? So the they the wand company got the license to do it. They it was a build your own Pip Boy kit. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I remember about um, that. Um, and then that started like okay, like you know, 
the fans were starting to come back. Then they released physical like um, upgrades for it, right? I don't know about the upgrade. Well, yeah, you know, actually, yes, they did do upgrades for it. Um, but they also did like for cosplayers, they gave you a real like a life size. They built a life size um, power fist, life size plasma rifle, life size mm-hmm. laser rifle, laser pistol, plasma pistol. Like they sold all of this at GameStop for like a hundred bucks a piece. Um, and then all at once they went on clearance, and then my buddy bought all of the stock because he's a huge Fallout fan. I don't know if he still has any of it though. Because <laughs> he got oh, married yes, and had true Fallout fan, then. collecting all the loot and just hoarding it all. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Sounds but... like Caleb. <clears throat> <laughs> Do you guys remember the uh the Fallout Pit Boy companion app that was something you could use on your phone when Fallout 4 came out and you can have like the Pit Boy sync to your game and like you can mm-hmm. use items on your phone without having to pause the game? Oh, yeah. companion so apps in general. I, I had the genius those. idea of just rubber banding my phone to my <laughs> well, So the collectors ball. the collectors edition actually came with the pit boy that you can sneak your phone in. But and I was, they actually I was, made one after that. I was 15 when Fallout 4 came out, so I didn't have the money to just drop on a collector's edition. So I just strapped True. my phone to my wrist with rubber bands. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Yeah, that's a better collector's edition though, because you know what you're getting. Like, yeah, right? you, know, <laughs> you know what you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making my own collector's edition. <laughs> so, um, uh, you asked, you wanted to hear the story of me being called racist for not taking a console. So, because um, it had roaches in the PS4, right? Yeah. So I I became known at that store as a trade Nazi. Um, so if it like I was very particular about anything that we take in trade because we started getting hounded like hey um stores around you are taking in too many defective consoles that need to be shipped back repaired and shipped back out to stores to be sold um or you're selling too many defective consoles that are then being returned because somebody's not paying attention to trading so whenever somebody you know sells us a console Mm -hmm um they're just not um they're not paying attention they're selling something that's obviously broken and you know so these three kids came in and um one of them was handing me the console and he's like i want to sell this i was like okay cool do you have all this he's like yeah let me go to the car and get it i'm like okay i don't know why you walked in here without it but sure um, so I start looking at it and as soon as I saw a leg in the back, I was like, nope, you could, you could take it back. He's like, but I want to sell it to you. Can't take it. Why not? Cause you have roaches. What do you mean? And his two friends, um, his two friends kicked in, dude, that's racist, bro. You're not going to, you're not going to buy his stuff because of the, you're going to accuse him of being nasty and dirty and having roaches in his console by the color of his skin. I'm like, has nothing to do with that. Look, that ain't what that is. Blew it out and then tried to hand it back. I'm like, no, sorry. You can try and trick another store, but I'm not taking that in. I'm not investing my other consoles. So Mm -hmm. like they 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 were automatically defaulted to the your racist card, which means they actually probably knew. And that was just their fallback defense mechanism for you not taking in the console. Yeah, because they thought they could just guilt trip you into taking it in. Oh, I've, I've seen some things people tried to sell us. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I've, I've been called that too. And it's like for a very similar reason. It's like, no, that I factually am not, you know, yeah. but <laughs> they just, they, they, they get upset. Like, I mean, cause it's hard. Most, most people, like I was saying earlier, like roach infestations is one of the biggest issues that we have to deal with as a repair shop. Like, to, like we spend so much money on roach baits and roach poison and because one in maybe seven ps4s that comes through like mm -hmm. it's coming through it. because of a roach issue like yeah. their How system get is in? broken because of roaches so um and and it's it's not that these individuals are, are dirty and that's what you have to kind of explain to them because some some of them they hear it they're like oh i got roaches okay yeah that's fine and some hear the roaches and they get super defensive and they're like are you calling me dirty it's like no 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 no, no. i'm saying we live in louisiana and like roaches literally really like Louisiana, but they also really like warm PS4s because they're dark, they're warm, it keeps them safe, and there's no mesh guarding to keep them out. Yeah. And so that's always like a really like kind of delicate uh subject. So are you to talking about around. the fat like default PS4? No, the PS4 pros had that issue too. So yeah. in the back yeah. they have like, like a quarter I had a inch. They have like a quarter to a half inch square mm -hmm. where they can just like walk in, like in mm -hmm. unimpeded. Image of a PS4. I and can so go like, grab my PS4 Pro if you want. And so what'll happen is they'll make roaches in there. The roaches will get in there. They'll make babies, and the families will get stuck in the gears, yep. or like they'll just yeah, or they'll just like they'll defecate, you know, over the motherboard. And you know, if yeah. it, if, it, if the heat can't be released uh you know the motherboard gets it damaged and that's what happens is there'll be like so many layers of dead bodies or defecation mm -hmm. that it just oh it literally overheats the system becomes because it becomes a, a layer of what it, what insulation you know yeah. um, i did i did console repair for a little bit um right before i changed jobs and i only took in ps4 slims for that exact problem because yeah. the original ps4 and the ps4 pro would have roach issues yeah yes. never had that problem See my even if you have a clean house, man, all it yeah. takes is one roach to just get mm -hmm. in there and find it and be like, "This is nice." Yep. I'm <laughs> moving it. I knew home. Yeah, <laughs> my my older brother had a uh, PS4 Slim, and he brought it in. Yeah. I took off the back panel, like, cause it wasn't his. He had got it for free. He said, "Hey, it mm -hmm. just overheated one day and turned off. Yeah. I don't feel mm -hmm. like dealing with it. I already bought another one. Here, you can have it." And so I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll." I'll help you take it apart and so we can clean it, see, like repaste it, see what it needs. Took off the back panel, saw like the signs on the metal. I was like, no, take this outside, get it out of my house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? And I said, you see this? And he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, so I'll, I'll still help you clean it, but we're cleaning it outside. <laughs> and we're, and um, like, as we took the motherboard off of the top, like it separated the top from the motherboard and pulled it off. You just see like four or five of them running out. And I'm like, Nope, mm -hmm. you can, you can disassemble the rest. I'm not, I'm not getting near that. Mm -hmm. yeah. We, we put it. a lot of our systems in bags, man, trash yeah. bags, mm -hmm. like just to keep them safe from being infested from like other, you know, because yeah. it's just, you just never know, dude. Like you never, ever know. Not, I am curious. So like, did you have, did you guys take in PSPs on trade when you were working there as a manager? So, um, we, and this is good. This is going to, so this has a purpose. Like this is, there's a connection to this, but like, so I think in my tenure, I've only seen one traded in, like we took one. them, 
but just no one had them anymore. Or if they did, did they you, didn't think to trade it. Did you? Okay. I don't know if it's just Lafayette, but like every PSP that we get traded in has porn on it. Like every single one. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, did you? Was that? Do you recall that one PSP having porn on it? Or is that just like a Lafayette issue? Oh, God. My no. brother had a DS that he like he didn't want anymore and he's like dude i've I've been selling stuff on facebook marketplace and so he gave me the ds and um there was a browser on the it was the dsi and Mm -hmm. he hadn't used it in years but yep (laughs) there was was mm -hmm. all the kids Mm. in middle school with the psp watching porn in the bathroom <laughs> it's so they were doing more than watching porn in the bathroom, Kyle. I don't know how to so break it to you. But... School, but hey, I had I, I had oh. 2001: A Space Odyssey on mine. Okay, <laughs> I, was, I still it, haven't seen that movie. I watched that movie probably hundreds of times. I need to I need to make the time. There's so many movies on my list of movies I need to watch. But circling back to just like cleaning stuff out, uh, I found an Xbox in the trash next to my apartment complex mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, like a, an Xbox One. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm going to take this back to my apartment and see if I can, you know, fix it up. And I took off the uh, the first plastic shell, and there was just smoker's dust, like, all in the vents. Yeah, like, it's orange dust. There. So, like, mm-hmm. I had to take it outside, and I have this, like, uh, air can, like, spray thing, but you plug it into the wall so you don't have to keep buying canned air from, like, Walmart or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I dusted it out, and it was disgusting. Oh, yeah. But I ended up never... fixing it up, and... So never use can air. No, nope. never use can air I... on electronics. Caleb, you remember the data vac that we have at work? Yeah, I have. I have two of them. I have one for home because I retired it from work, and yeah. I have the new one that they. I have a pre-production one. That thing is stupid powerful. The reason why we didn't use it is because the motor itself is so loud. We I used it to that. dust off my roommate's computer, which hadn't been cleaned since he built it. And you could see literal dust. I wouldn't even call them dust bunnies. These were like dust dogs. We're just like. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it's how big they were. No, and, and oh. I think we should just have a PSA here towards the end of the podcast. Just like clean out your electronics. It doesn't matter if it's a console or a mm. router. Like yes. people, I have seen routers on Reddit and like people have like roach infestations in their routers and like their mm-hmm. modems and stuff like just. Mm-hmm. Dust out your electronics periodically. It's just, it's good for them. Like, if you want to keep your, that's the reason my Xbox 360 that I got in 2010 still works 13 years later. I clean it. Because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. the modem, a lot of people don't know. That. I mean, we might all know this, but a lot of people don't. A modem and a router, it's just a computer with specialized software on it. Like, it's yep. just a small computer. DD Word. Yep. Dust it out. common one. But uh, the reason why, Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but you're not supposed to use compressed air like in a can. Um, mm-hmm. Because as, the more you use it, the colder it gets in your hand. Yeah. And the air, the temperature difference between the can and the air will start creating moisture. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I know this. Okay. I have I like a that. little thing you plug into the wall. Really? Well, if you turn a can of air upside down and spray people with it, like that's what he's talking about. I'm guilty like, of doing that at work. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that to each other at a. I do at that at work. Like I used to, I used to clean my stuff with canned air, and then I learned that that's bad because the temperature difference. So I have this like little thing that you plug into the wall, and it's like my dog hates it. Every single time I turn it on, she runs away because she thinks okay. it's a vacuum cleaner so or something. Canned air is fine in small bursts. When yeah. it starts to get cold, stop using it. 
Yeah. Simple like as when that. you inhale it or just no. <laughs> 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 this is no, why I ID when I buy a canned air because people oh, inhale it. Is that a thing people do? Actually, you laugh, but yes, they do. That's yes. why Jeff's in his car. It does the opposite. <laughs> it, no. it does the exact opposite. He makes your voice like super deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I could also just do that with this. You know, I don't need a can Holy of air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a can of air. I got a button for that. I want to make my voice really deep. That's the canned air voice. Yeah. <laughs> for people not watching the video, I'm not inhaling canned air. I got to go XLR. I can just push them. We can press a button and just change the tone of my voice, you know. Is the button in the image of a piece of canned air? Is that like a like <laughs> no? Oh, that's why it's tetrafluoroethylene. ethene. Yeah, that's the stuff that makes your voice go really deep. So it's literally yeah. the opposite chemical reaction of helium. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but no, what he was saying in short bursts is like, um, don't like hold it down and go from side to side. Just like spit, yeah. spit, yeah. spit, Instead and of then just leave it alone for a second. You have to go spit, well, spit, spit. I wouldn't say yeah. spit because you can actually spit. The propellant out of it. No, no, no. I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Pss, pss, pss. So yeah. you know what I mean. Dan. Little <laughs> short burst of canned air would be. Can we talk about a single topic we had lined up for this Absolutely podcast? Not. <laughs> <laughs> we had. To, we just I had went my off, topic so. pulled up for like. 30 like minutes. We, I'm about to just close. Caleb was gonna talk about like the Martha is dead collector's edition, and then like the Last of Us season oh, two isn't recasting so, yeah. the the Ellie actor, and so we're already you know, the at an hour loss of Lance Reddick. Like, we're already at an hour and we'll seventeen, so like, we'll just yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, a two point you know, like a part two. That's that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can get better audio set up. I'll be I'll I will have moved by then and have <laughs> better, you know. And then hopefully Perry will be here too for the next one as well. Yeah, um, she she's freaking great. Last week we talked about her small feet and Ryan's gigantic feet. Dude, no, okay, Caleb almost asked uh, Perry to put her feet up. And, no, like, show the feet. No, you you're misremembering, not sir. Wiki feet of the, pod, of the I said, podcast. Right? I said, and I quote. For fear of being on wiki feet, do you happen to have a shoe near you? Not her foot, her shoe. <laughs> Look, okay, when you said wiki feet, I alarm bells went off. I'm like, no, Caleb. <laughs> hey, she do get her feet on it though. Quentin Tarantino might ask you to the podcast. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, okay. I, I want to explain this tangent really quick. So I wear like size 15. I'm like six foot three. I'm a, just a big dude. And she wears like size two. So like our it's size four, are just like opposite. it's size four in the U S but yeah, size four. yeah, she's it's 11 sizes and that's size four female. So it's not like, or size four women. So it's not like a men's size four either. It's like yeah. tiny. Cause I was talking about how I had to get my shoes like specially ordered from Nike. Like I can't walk into a store and buy shoes. They just don't have my size. And yeah. she's like, yeah, same here, but opposite. <laughs> so I sent you a picture of my and, shoe. Like cut shoes in half and then re-sew them at the front. <laughs> I mean, for you, it's different, but like. <laughs> can't I'm you get children's shoes? My I'm first lucky shoe was like that. Shoe. It was a little ET shoe. Yeah. <laughs> e. on it. Like I... Walking around with some like cars Crocs on or something. Yeah, right? like... and what makes it better, she said She said they're uh, disproportionate, so she constantly falls over. <laughs> so I, I feel like we're throwing... She's not here to defend herself right now. 
Did you, uh, so I sent you a picture of my shoe. Have you made the short with that yet? Is Man, that... I've worked 70 hours in five days. I'm fucking tired. Like, I haven't been able to cut well, I got to my dad's place for the concert I went to, and then no, Caleb for was once, like, hey, can you send me Kyle's a picture fault. of your shoe? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, I asked if you could go to Academy, take a picture of yours next to a woman size four. I wouldn't be able to find my, that's the whole point of that no, conversation. No. You have shoe. a shoe on your foot. Uh, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> Okay, fair. I'm not gonna walk the academy barefoot. No, see, I have okay, I'm exhausted. I I got three hours of sleep last night. All right, dude. Oh, oh my God. Ryan, to make you feel better, I have the luxury of me, my brother, and my dad all wear the same shoe size. So if one of them don't like the pair of shoes that they bought, I get them. I mean, <laughs> hey, free no. shoes. Like easy. Yeah, I just had to shoes. spend 170 dollars on new boots. Ooh. Size 13, steel toes. Yikes. Well, nah, steel, steel toes. toes that's why. Yeah. Can't be going around kicking the you know what. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. But we'll go ahead and. Wait, what? Steel boots. I'm just wondering what size 15 steel boots, you know, like what, what those doing? are like special order. Those would yeah. be like 250 to $300. Probably more if it's range. composite instead of steel. Yeah. No, I see. This is the thing. I'm happy. Like, so I'm, I'm Southern. I'm from Texas, born and raised. My brother's like, and Kyle can attest to this. My brother's like full yee yee, like drinking beers by the fire, going fishing, has a boat, has a truck, all that stuff. Like, ironically, he it's goes yee yee with his Caleb. friends and stuff, like, <laughs> like chewing tobacco, the whole like country southern, which is so ironic because he grew up in rural Texas. He's not even from the country. <laughs> like, we grew up 30 minutes away from Dallas, but like, he just had this shift in his persona in like 2015. And like, he went from like, chubby gamer boy to like in shape cowboy just like that wow. and so like That's he wears sweet. boots and he has like size he wears size 13s but like he he wanted me to try his shoes on i'm like camden i don't think you understand they're not gonna fit me and like i could not get my foot like to just go in like it just you wouldn't happen in. yeah you got them uh the the tree grippers yeah. <laughs> okay the last thing i'll say about this and this is i don't know if this is true or not but my parents have told me the first thing the doctor said about me uh after i was delivered was like this child has big toes like, I have, I have was the first thing toe. the doctor said about me like this kid has big toes he's gonna be tall it wasn't even like you have a boy. It was like, good lord, this child. Well, they has they big knew toes. they knew that it was going to be a boy, right? But then yeah. just like, congratulations, you have a healthy boy with some big ass toes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember. I was there, but I was like zero. So I don't remember anything. Lord, well, all right, guys, we are at a minute and or a minute. An hour and twenty-two Damn. minutes. Yeah, we've only been doing this for a minute. It's 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 fine. Ryan, watch um, out! I'll leak your foot pick. <laughs> so why do you, you still have that? <laughs> Weaky feet. <laughs> I have multi, I have weird photos of Ryan because we've that. known each other for like <laughs> ten years. That is true. So, um, since I threw Ryan on the spot, Kyle, throwing you on the spot, take us out. Oh, son of a bitch! I don't even know what to do. Thanks for watching. Bye. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Just bye. What's the podcast called? Joystick Junkies. It's at the, It's literally at the bottom of your screen. Here, Caleb. And it's spelled right it. this time, too. Okay. So 
this uh my name is caleb i am the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary extraordinary life dot online this has been jeff yo cool and kyle kyle space knot and release radar oh uh, yeah that's me <laughs> Of course you had to hit the can there before. Oh man. But yeah. Awesome. Bye. Cool. It's been fun, guys. Thanks Thank for you. Watching. Yeah. Yeah.